Big announcement time for ThinkUp. ThinkUp 1.0, out now. You're listening to ThinkUp Talk. ThinkUp Talk is by, of, and for the ThinkUp community. You can find ThinkUp at thinkupapp.com. All of the information to join the monthly calls of ThinkUp are on thinkuptalk.com. Today is Wednesday, November 16th. We're one week late, but for a reason, and I'll tell you about that in a second. First, let me make sure that everybody can be heard. So we've got the very busy but always punctual Gina Trapani. <laughs> Just barely punctual. <laughs> barely punctual. Well, you, no, no, you were, you were, in, you were under the wire. I was frantically um, tweeting. Good morning, good day, good afternoon. Aren't <laughs> was we everyone. all? Congratulations on that article you tweeted just uh, five minutes ago or so. That's great that oh. you were included in that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, actually, Anil had tweeted that, and it was a, it was a lovely start to my day. So, thanks. And since and since Anil is such a rare visitor, let's hear from him. Anil, welcome. Thank you. Uh, a very very exciting moment for uh, the whole community. I'm I'm just I'm still on cloud nine. I'm so happy that app is had uh, a great milestone. It's absolutely it is exciting, and I got my one of my first instances of several running on uh, that. Let's just uh, get Andy's voice in here to say hello. Make sure he's hearable, and then we'll get started. I'm here. What's in a number? Well, forty two gives you everything, but Gina, what is in one dot zero? That's a really good question. Um, you know, we, we got together and kind of decided our roadmap for 1.0 probably this past spring. And 1.0 is a really difficult thing to figure out, you know, what that is, especially for, for someone who's over analytical, uh, like, like engineers. And, you know, for us, it was like, okay, what are, the, what are the minimum requirements that we have to meet to get this, this software to a place where we can say we're out of beta? You know, this is, this is safe and fun to use. This does what we, you know, fulfills kind of like our initial beta vision for what the software should do. So 1.0 has a lot of really good stuff in it. Uh, one thing that came in kind of late, but I'm so glad we got it in, is the redesign. It's a completely different, new, uh, good-looking interface, which, which actually I hope Anil will talk about, because Anil really uh, spearheaded that and, and kind of and did a lot of work on it the last couple weeks. But ThinkUp basically has support for Twitter and Facebook and Google+. Uh, we've worked through uh, lots of security bugs. We've done a lot of security hardening. Uh, we've got lots of tests, lots of documentation. And it's kind of the, you know, the first level of where we see ThinkUp uh, should be and what it can do. So I'm super pleased to get it, to, get it out of beta and say, okay, this is, this is ready for people to install and, and, and try out. Perfect. I was counting on you to segue all by yourself into something, but uh, who, who else is ready? Well, this oh, is Neil. Like, I can jump in a little bit uh, with what Gina I was think talking she got about. Kicked. Go ahead. Uh, I'm sure she'll be back. Um, you know, <laughs> one of the things that that um, is really striking is we, uh, Gina in particular, I would say, is a great advocate of not putting version numbers on things, even though we had uh, eight alphas and 17 betas and all these other things. Um, you know, there was a lot of resistance from from all of us, I think, to to putting a 1.0 on, and not because we're not you know, proud of what ThinkUp can do or not excited about this milestone, but because that idea of software has a version which means it's done is a little bit outdated. I think any of us that have used something like the Google's Chrome browser know it's just always updated. There's always new things going on. And that's definitely a design goal for ThinkUp is that it's alive and, and reflecting the vibrance of the community and that there's all kinds of new things coming in. That's that's pretty important. And so there was a little reluctance to embrace 1.0, but one of the things we wanted to do was plant a flag in the ground to 
I think lots of people who heard about it said, oh, I'll check it out when it's ready or I have enough time or anything like that and say, all right, now's the time. You've had this interest. Uh, you've heard it was cool. You maybe said, oh, I, I haven't had the, 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 the pants to actually go and do this little bit of work because it's not the same as just clicking on some app you downloaded. And, and so the real goal of putting a number on this thing is not to say, oh, we're done and we're going to rest on our laurels or the community doesn't have lots of great ideas in progress, but much more to say, hey, everybody, it's time to take a look. This thing is is different and better and has evolved from, in some cases, when people first heard about it, it had two, you know, two different in the interim and, uh, uh, and but was not nearly as capable as it is today. A lot of people are Wondering um, how the average mortal is going to install ThinkUp. I mean, those of us who have been following it forever, um, you know, that's no longer a concern for us, and we kind of forget about it. But the fact is, it does amazing things. And one of the big questions I hear about, it, regardless of the version, is when is someone just going to be able to say, "I want this and get it"? And well, who would be the best person to answer that? Anil, maybe you would. I, you know, I, I'll dive into anything. I, I, I like <laughs> I like the tough questions because this is a choice that we made which is today, ThinkUp is a software you install on a web server, and that's selecting for an audience. And one of the things that's really hard, so first of all, someday will it be effortless to to use ThinkUp for everybody that's on any social network? Yes. And there's a lot of different ways to get there. And and those are fairly comprehensible. It's easy to understand that uh, uh, either uh, our team or other third-party teams or different forms of, you know, People in the community can offer up services where you go and you sign up and you get ThinkUp style features or or some version of it in the future. That's you know in progress, going to happen. Definitely exciting. Today, what we wanted to do was, from a, a product standpoint, get the people who for whom that isn't a barrier, for whom they control it, for whom they know how to install something on on, on a server, and say it's for you first. And that's to select for a certain type of user. One, the people we want to serve. Uh, are, uh, and, and the expert lab side of this, uh, often in government agencies where they can't run something on a hosted server or they have to have it on their own system or they want to put it on a server they control because there's data there about how they're and they want to have that uh, behind the firewall or wherever else. So there's sort of a practical considerations. But also philosophically, there is, and I'm dating myself here, but I go back to the old <laughs> days of blogging 10 plus years ago. And people would install, you know, a, a WordPress, a movable type, or whatever on their server because they wanted to control their data. It's letting the first version of the software that people see express the values of something that everybody in the community cares about, which is owning and controlling your information. Yeah, and that's, that is totally valid. And the WordPress model has often been used, and that's a good point. And what many of us have seen and expected was that someday, you know, you just click on, it says a new version's available, and it'll almost transparently uh, update. In the meantime, the current version uh, has a lot of people like, like me. I mean, I've dabbled in PHP, and I certainly can SSH in and uh, that's a large enough audience for you to get going. And now that we're in 1.0, um, there's there's really no limit to how much information you're going to be able to get and get better at it. So we're looking yeah, forward to that. And, and it also starts with the people that are most able to, frankly, debug and make really pointed feature requests about what they want to see. It, it selects for an audience that's a really good early adopter base. And and so it, it it's something that I, I didn't want people to think we're trying to be exclusionary, but you you want to uh, address the right size audience at the right time, where the community can also handle the influx of people. If you'd imagined this had been 
broadly available. Anybody sign up and click service, you know, picture what a mailing list would look like today. <laughs> yeah, true. Very true. I Who love like mail to mail th- on the podcast. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, it's, I think it's the first time I should get out the 20th Century Fox theme, but uh, <laughs> rather than wait, rather than Sorry, just I've pretend learned. we did. I've learned. Uh, just, just pretend, <laughs> just pretend we played that. Um, somebody needs to go through some of the amazing things that have happened to bring us where we are now, or to bring you where you are now, anyway. Well, you know, that's a really good. That's a good question. You know, the past Huge the past question. couple of, of months have been uh, have been, you know, it's crunch time. When you when you have a big release, you, you get to a place where it's like, okay, we've got this critical list of issues, and we're just going to hammer through them. And then, you know, there were some diversions. The Google Plus API was just so tempting for 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 many reasons. I mean, I love Google Plus, but also I really wanted to prove that ThinkUp was a platform that could that could handle a plugin, you know, from from another input. And so that was a little bit of a diversion, I think a, a really worthwhile one. And uh, and and, uh, and as I said earlier, kind of kind of last minute, you know, we we did work with Mule Design to redesign ThinkUp 2.0. And we did a post about that uh, on the blog, and I think we talked about that in the last episode. And the design is so nice, and it was just like, oh, this would be so great to have this sooner rather than later later and Anil bless his heart kind of last minute said hey you know let's let's adapt this design to the the, the current 1.0 functionality because the 2.0 functionality there's some functionality there that we don't have like multiple um, networks on uh, in one view and, and that kind of thing we don't have that now but Anil uh, I think I don't know when did you start that it must have been about a week and a half ago or two weeks ago yeah, about two weeks ago Yes, decided to do this complete interface overhaul, which I'll admit, I, I, I had, a, I think, a little bit of a mini stroke when he first suggested it because <laughs> <laughs> the idea the idea of doing something like that so last minute just freaked me out uh, because I just didn't want to ship something that was broken. But in the end, I'm really happy that we did it because the, the app, first of all, looks you know, five times better. I love it. And um, and it also gives gives people the sense of like, this is new and this release is important. And Anil really, I think that's the that's kind of the most, I mean, obviously he's working at Expert Labs every day being one of our best advocates. But I think it's one of the, one of the times that he really kind of dug into the code uh, the most. So I don't know. I don't know, Anil. I don't know if you yeah. want to talk about it's, uh, it's your... It's the biggest night. commits I've done. <laughs> it's it's the it's the biggest commitment. I mean, I, I'm 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 still okay at CSS. I'm pretty rusty at PHP these days, so I I'm embarrassed, especially knowing that uh, somebody like Gina or the rest of the folks in the community are seeing the code. But um, I well, first of all, it's like if Gina gets to do Google Plus, then certainly I get to do some CSS. Like that's that's only fair. Um, uh, but it also was a tribute to, uh, you know, Andy on our team has been leading and all of us have been participating in this design process with Mule Design. And they put a ton of really smart thought and uh, and research into what is this future direction for how ThinkUp is going to work. And, and the 2.0 designs you can see on the blog are, are really uh, thoughtful and really fully fleshed out. But in addition to that, there's a lot of really just pretty gorgeous stuff, right? So there, there was this... Um, this internal tension of, yeah, we have the great ideas, but do they have to be tightly coupled to uh, some of these cosmetic, beautiful surface touches around UX and UI uh, if we're this nimble open source project? Does it have to be that way? And and I, I will be the first to candidly admit, listen, I butchered some of the visuals that came up with. Some of the stuff was just making it up ad hoc. And 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 you know the the design we actually had before was very good. It was already I think at the leading edge of what most sort of open source lampy apps have. 
But we had so many of the pieces there that one, it was like, let's show people that this is new, that there's so much there that, that kind of give the polish to it that is doing justice to the, the, the depth of work the community's done and uh, around the actual features, but also um, trying to be a little bit forgiving of like, well, we are a community built app. And, and if there are, and I'm certain there are, you know, some, whatever, if you're on IE7, there's something that doesn't look as shiny and whatever, being able to, to kind of bridge that gap um, and say, we're a work in progress, but look, we're getting better. That, that, that was really the thing that I thought design could communicate. Yeah, you know, we, I think my second my second mini stroke in the in the redesign process happened. Uh, I think it was this past Friday. <laughs> I, Mark, he and I, Mark is one of our our, our lead programmers. He, he and I pair program a couple of times a week, and he said to me kind of casually during our pair programming session, like, "So you know, the redesign looks so great. Like, hey, have you uh, have you opened it in Internet Explorer?" And I, <laughs> it, it's been a really long time actually since I fired up Internet Explorer, and I said, "Oh." No, actually, I should. <laughs> we should probably do that. I'm a bad front-end web developer, so I opened up the redesign in Internet Explorer, and um, it was a, it was a, it was a saddening, saddening experience. So I think I texted Anil, you know, this like frantic message on, late on our last Friday night, saying like, "Hey, have you looked at NIE? What are we gonna do? We gotta fix it, NIE." <laughs> so again, and I'm such a bad person because I hadn't do that. I mean, that's my moral failing, but uh, <laughs> no. turned you out know, to not just, be that big a fix. I felt like I had kind of just been like zoomed back in time to like 2000, like being web developer in 2003. Like I just hadn't, you know, I tested on Chrome and Firefox and Safari, but uh, so that the IE Internet Explorer 8 fixes were kind of a last minute thing. You know, for well, the I do want to address one point, which is we uh, almost all of the actual styles that are that are used to do these really nice detailed effects are markup that came directly from Mule Design. They were very excited and eager about contributing to an open source project. I mean, obviously, uh, they were. Uh, uh, you know, we were hired. They were hired by us to do the work, but that, that their work would be uh, in, in the app was exciting to them. And so, one of the reasons it was such a quick fix for something like Internet Explorer is Mule had done a great job at delivering markup and and styles that worked everywhere. Yeah, that's an interesting point too, which is, which is that um, maybe going forward you would like to. I, I realize there are test suites that do this, but you could also use the community and just ask people if, if there's anybody on some of these older. Uh, IE versions or whether that matters, but even the newest one. I mean, I haven't fired up. What's what is the latest one? Nine, I guess. Uh, I haven't fired up yeah. IE in probably a year, <laughs> and you know, many of us probably only go there for the reasons that we're talking about, which is testing something just to see if it even looks like anything. Uh, but that, you know, maybe when changes are made, a call needs to be uh, put out there for anybody who's using these things or can use them to contribute a screenshot once in a while, or at least check and see if it's at all coherent. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good, good point. It's a good point. And we, we should have done that. And honestly, one of the things that, we, that the project needs to, do, needs to do is kind of automate these front-end uh, tests a little more. We, we've, got, we've got some JavaScript in Ajax that doesn't, that doesn't get tested unless somebody manually goes into it in certain browsers and tries it. So that's something we need to do in general. But I think that because uh, we, you know, things were happening so fast, and I think at Expert Labs we were, we were maybe more heads down than we could have been. I think I could have reached out to the community and asked for, for help and review more than I did, more than we did. Um, but you know, it's, hard to, it's hard not to get into that kind of tunnel vision uh, place when you're just like, I've got to ship this thing, got to ship this thing. Um, yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so for, but we, are, we are Internet Explorer 8 compatible, which is, I think IE is 50% of the market share right now, and IE 8 mm -hmm. is 30% of that. What do you folks look at mostly? 
just out of curiosity. I mean, which browser do you look at your the the things you're doing in? What do you test in general? Oh, I'm in, I'm in Chrome all day. I have like 150 tabs open. Yeah, Chrome. Yeah, I'm in Chrome yeah. and Firefox occasionally. The Firefox is my is my this isn't working. Let me test it there browser. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's true. And I'm a plus one on that too. And it's interesting, but Google the advent of Google Plus has pushed a lot of people like me anyway to use Chrome even more than um, before. And I've kind of let Firefox drop. Actually, I bring it up occasionally for different reasons, but and I think that there are many people in that case. I.e., uh, even Safari, I've never used it much, um, and I don't know what share it has. But uh, Chrome is up and coming. Safari is still single digits, and it's, I mean, and I'm a Mac user, and it just always feels like uh, a third choice. Yeah, that's that's my that's the way I do things too. One other sort of interesting thing that happened on the on the the road to 1.0, the last mile to 1.0, is that um, the the Expert Labs team got together and did kind of a we you know we just installed a fresh uh, ThinkUp installation and walked through setting it up, just a regular user setting it up. And, you know, it's so easy talking about tunnel vision. I think it's so easy when you're a developer, and especially when you're a developer who's just looking at these same screens over and over again, to become blind to just the little things that are off or wrong or, or could be easier. And so it was really eye-opening for me to, to just walk through that process with other people saying, okay, this is how you... This is how you register and you log in and then you get this you know, activation link and then, you, oh, to set up Twitter, then you have to click on this link and then you, you know, get these values and you copy and paste back. It just, it, 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 I realized, uh, much to my chagrin, how much easier the whole process could be. And so in the last week or so, last two weeks, we went through the, the interface and just added in little bits and pieces that would make it easier to get those things done. Even just things as simple as adding a little copy to clipboard button next to uh, URLs that you have to copy and paste somewhere. Uh, that, that's just, that's a huge time saver. You know, it saves, you know, a lot, you know selecting and copying and pasting yourself or o- opening a tab in a, in a new window or adding the right help links. Uh, Andy went through and, and made sure that all the instructions for creating an app on Facebook and Twitter were up to date with those interfaces because those interfaces change on their end so much since we developed the the, the plugins and and things like you know collapsing plugin settings when they're actually configured because you don't need to look at them once they're configured. So the app I think really came a long way in terms of interface just in the past couple of weeks. And I realize and I realize even more now that the, the app and we'll talk about after the launch how many people installed 1.0 and what kind of feedback we're getting. But one of the big bits of feedback that we often get is so I have to install this application and then I have to go into the developer section on Facebook and on Twitter and create an app there and then I have to copy back these crazy OAuth keys. You know, it was like this is insane. Why can't I just add my Twitter account? So that's so that's been that's been really interesting and eye opening. You know, one of the, the biggest thing for 1.0, and I think this is what I was most resistant <laughs> about coming out of beta. Uh, I think Anil and I have had the sort of healthy tension of, hey, when are we going to ship 1.0? It's like, oh yeah, in just a couple of weeks, and that's been going on for for a few months. Um, one of the big things for me was just this psychological shift of, hey, we're like a bunch of hackers, like hacking away on this beta thing, and it's kind of cool, and we're all engineers here, and it's and and it's it's fine. Oh, there's a bug. Well, you know, it's beta. And but then, but now having to sort of lose that crutch, having to get serious and say, hey, you know what? This is a product. Regular people are going to be using it. We need to make it easier, and we need to address. We need to spend time on the the, 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 the little bits of polish and, and UI. We need to we need the app to do as much as it can for the user. Um, so that's been really that's yeah. Been and really so many items about 
even just in or out. Like there's so many calls you have to make that are, we have, there's lots of great ideas in the community. People are always, you know, checking in great ideas or even just filing issues that are awesome. And you want to say yes to everything. And we're going to say yes to everything eventually, right? But there's the tension of this thing will never go out the door and never get, you know, there's an amazing coverage. I forget what the read, write web quote was, but I want to kind of, I'm not a big, you know, oh, you have to get good reviews in the press kind of guy, but uh, being able to read somebody write about the app and all the work that's been done and start it by saying, you know, the social media management tool that matters most, I think is a tribute to what the community cares about. And that only happens by planting a flag in the ground and saying, look, everything else is off the table. We're not adding any more features. We're going to ship what we have. I yeah, almost that, have that. a tear in my eye hearing the story of how you went through again and tried the install because uh, probably once a day I go to sites, maybe, you know, online purchases is even important stuff for them, uh, where I say, God, hasn't anybody checked this thing ever? I mean, this is ridiculous, <laughs> this interface. And so, you know, kudos to you guys. I hope you continue that. That's a really, really important thing. You really want the people who are have front-facing stuff out there, even if it's a little geeky like ThinkUp right now, you know, go. You do need to go through the steps because someone goes through them and they they can't believe that you know you didn't see this thing and you didn't see it because you haven't done it in like a year. I mean, that's my case. Yeah. I haven't. You know, I just go through like like you folks do. I grab the link, I download it, and I'm you know it takes me twenty seconds to do it all. But if I had yeah, to start from the developed. very beginning, right? Well, I'm, I'm not right. necessarily a developer, but I'm close enough. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, yes, we're you, developer-ish, but we're also people, right. and you have to accommodate that sort of. Just because I know how to do something at the command line in my SQL doesn't mean I ever want to do that again in my life. Right, right. But, I mean, it's it's fantastic. Uh, kudos to you folks for doing that, and please revisit it again in a couple of months. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we will continue to, to revisit it for sure. It was very it was very eye-opening. It was hard and humbling. Um, you know, and, and, and as Anil was saying, saying no, saying no to things is, is, real, is really hard. In fact, I think I've got a backlog of pull requests from developers, which have, you know, which have come in the past couple of weeks, and we were on this kind of run-to-one, and it was like, you know, I, I, I needed to put a flag in the ground and say, we're not going to integrate any new code until we just get this release out and now I want to catch up with these pull requests. And that's a hard co- call to make. In fact, Christian, uh, who's been doing a lot of work for us, um, has been extremely patient because I haven't dealt with his pull requests. And I always feel like when a developer has momentum, it's when a volunteer contributor is doing work for us and has momentum, has issued a pull request, I always feel like I want to drop everything and address that that pull because this person has spent time and the sooner you integrate it, the better. But uh, So it, it was difficult to put off some, uh, some new stuff that, that is going to get integrated actually in very soon. That's kind of my, my next week is going to be just catching up on, on new code and, and getting that stuff in. I Whenever I think about 1.0, I, I think Matt Mullenweg, who Christian found Christian might WordPress, get hit with a release. What's that? Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no. I, I, didn't, I didn't catch what you said. I was saying Christian might get his own release. With all this stuff he, might, he may get his own release. He's done a lot of great work. You know, uh, I think it was uh, Matt Mullenweg did an essay once, and I think I think he said I don't know if he said it or if he's quoting somebody said it that if you're not embarrassed about your 1.0 release, then you waited too long. And I'm happy to say that I'm definitely there are a few things about ThinkUp that I'm embarrassed about currently, <laughs> but uh, but it's it's much much better than it was just even just a few weeks ago, and um, I'm really I'm really excited about the about the bits of protect, uh, press coverage that we did get, and even the uptake. We've had over 400 people. Uh, either upgrade to or install 1.0 just in the past less than 24 hours. So I'm really pleased with that. Yeah, it's I'm a really lot quote that that um, Matt Mullen was speaking to, and you know Reed founded LinkedIn, and 
has invested in all these different companies. And I think it's a really telling thing that these guys that have done very impressive, very open networks and, and built really large user communities have this common refrain of you start before you're ready to really go out in the world, but you have to get out there. Yeah, thankfully, well, every- I, I had a nail constantly reminding me of that. So it was good. Sometimes you well, everybody's- let it go. And- I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, sometimes you have to you have to you have to let it go and say okay you know what we're gonna put this out there, even though there's a list of you know 25 things I really really want to do and maybe if I just stay up all night tonight I can I can get it in. <laughs> <laughs> while you while everybody's been talking I've been watching a flood of well, flood is not the right word but uh, IRC comments and um, one of them reminded me that there's every once in a while periodically uh, someone chimes in about the e- having problems with the EC2. Uh, instance, and that's that's one actually pretty good step. I I know it seems very geeky, but if it was to the point where it was one click, I mean, obviously that would be huge for people, for the ordinary person to install, and uh, it seems like, I think they saw something yesterday on that, and it's like once a month something comes through on that, but Andy's working great on it. Yeah, I'm in in contact with uh, Mm -hmm. that uh, nice fellow on the on the list. I think we're going to hop on Skype today and see if we can figure out uh, what what his issue is. But uh, yeah, the EC2 launcher has been really interesting because you know we're trying to we're dealing with with a web app that you host yourself, right? And and trying to make that as dead simple as possible. And this is one approach, you know, the EC, the, the the launcher, just trying to trying to very quickly and easily, with you know, really one click, get the thing uh, get the thing up and running. But it's still you're still dealing with Amazon's issues. Then you know they don't have OAuth, so there's no way to to uh, uh, to make that uh, to make that simple. You have to sign up for the Amazon Web Services account. You have to find your keys, and and if you're if you're an active EC2 user, if you're like super geeky and and already using EC2, people don't really want to even uh, send those those keys because that's you know if they don't know where it's going. Uh, and they're concerned about that, then you know it's it's possible that with those with those keys, I could spin up an instance for them or shut something down. Of course, we don't save or store anything, but you know you have to be safe. So it's so it's not an ideal solution, but you know so far uh, it's it's uh, it's been really interesting, you know. And it does uh, it's right now if you it's updated for 1.0. So if uh, if you want to give it a shot, it. Uh, it should work, um, and we'll we'll keep uh, we'll keep pushing, trying to make it uh, make it easier process for everybody. That's a good that's good news, and also it's a very good thing that that you've been active uh, defending this thing as far as helping people when they do have a problem on the mailing list. Well, also, the biggest problem with it go ahead. is that the big the biggest issue at the moment is that uh, if you use the launcher and you're not somebody that's comfortable with SSH, <laughs> you know, actually yeah. connecting directly to the server then uh, updates are a real problem. And so for that reason, we haven't really been uh, promoting it actively, only only sort of like to the development community. And, and uh, uh, the, the problem is, is that, you know, ThinkUp does an auto-update. You have to, you have to be able to, to download the new version and, and, you know, extract it and put it in the right directory. And, and that is still too hard for people. So at some point... Sorry, go ahead. See, this is one of those great examples of the tough call you have to make to ship. Mm-hmm. I think we would all have loved to have had this sort of final all singing, all dancing EC2 installer as a one-click thing that we can put on the homepage, and that's how everybody would run it. But you would end up with a large base of people that had been able to click through the installer 
and yet didn't have any way to upgrade. And so some of this is about the thinking ahead is what's the technical debt we're incurring uh, and what's the balance to set when we say, okay, I mean, we selected for a geekier audience right now because it's the right balance. How promising do you folks find the idea of hosted ThinkUp? Well, I, I love the idea. I wish I can't, uh, I can't wait until, uh, until someone in the community uh, uh, gets something up and running. I mean, for the, for the world, it would be, it's just, it's, it's absolutely too hard for the vast majority of people that, that would want to use, um, to use ThinkUp and a, and a hosted service makes, uh, makes a lot of sense. Um, but it's hard to offer something for, uh, uh, for free because it does take a tremendous amount of resources to, uh, to run. So, um, you know, I, I don't know the status of my ThinkUp. Does, uh, does anybody? And Trevor's not able to. He's uh, on IRC, but he's not able to chime in. Um, here's another question, because there's a, there's a, someone is asking about Mrs. Smile on, uh, uh, or no, Mr. Smile, sorry, MRS, or Mrs. Smile, could be, is asking <laughs> about DreamHost. Anyway, the point was, I don't know, you see Media Temple, DreamHost, and all that. The other possibility is, what are the chances of maybe talking to people at, I'll pull the name out of the hat, uh, Rackspace or something, and saying, hey, uh, what about a one-button install on your... Well, Rackspace is not a good example because that's more dedicated. Sir. Suppose it was DreamHost or something like that, though. That is, that's something have... we're definitely open to. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's... Um, I, I have a lot of background in that world from... I used to work at the company that made a movable type, and when that was a popular mm-hmm. blogging tool, there was a lot of companies that wanted to install it as a kind of one-click installer. And so I spent a lot of time doing that. Uh, I think that's a direction we may go. That's actually, uh, that's another one of those things where the sort of biz dev function of that is very straightforward. You call them up, you say, here's what you want to do. They say, here's our packaging format, and then you, and then you create that, or you, know, you create it. The, the challenge there is we have to have the updater in place then, because otherwise people get stuck on ancient versions forever. I mean, you can go and look and see, you know, all the time, people that are on some ancient version of WordPress that was installed with their hosting account. That, that have an exploit or, or whatever, um, and it's a real liability to the whole ecosystem. Um, it's also a pain in the ass for developers, app developers, where, uh, you know, oh, we're on an ancient version and you can't use this. And, and that's something where, um, in a positive way, there's a role model with what Apple's done with, with iOS, where you're not targeting different versions and not a lot of complexity. You know everybody's on the same uh, system. Uh, when, when you're developing as a third party. So, so those things are really important. They're doubly important for web apps because vulnerability on an app on your phone is one thing. Vulnerability on a server has got incredible horsepower, a lot of capability to send mail, the ability to attack other servers. Um, that's a huge, huge uh, uh, risk. And so that's something where you have to have, you know, I think it's not uh, revealing too much to say uh, a very high priority is an update system. And that's a predicate, a prerequisite before you can get to installers and all the other good stuff yeah, yeah and auto so, updater is one of our one of our priorities kind of going forward now that now that we've come out of beta getting an auto updater in, in place so that people can install it once and then it can um you know new releases can can kind of magically appear i have to say that the the current state of the updater in my experience this is probably bad luck to say it but uh, you've done a really, really good job. Uh, I have updated from various versions. Today, for example, I went from from six, from one six from dot one six to dot o uh, without a hitch. It took about 15 minutes to tell you about the size of the database. So you know, it's not a not a very wimpy database. Pretty actually quite a bit in there. 
Um, but I've tried, I've done a lot of different ones. I've never tried like zero one to, to one zero, but <laughs> presumably in theory that would actually work because you've done the really fantastic groundwork. And, and I know how hard that is. So I appreciate it. And I'm sure everybody else does too. I'm sure you can go from, from one five to one dot one five to dot one dot oh, for example. Theoretically, that should go without a hitch. And frankly, I've been guilty, and I'm sure a lot of people are, of skipping a version or two just because you're busy and you've got different instances and they, yeah, they rank differently. So, you know, that's the way that works. But the thing I did today... I'm, I'm literally updating my, my main public install from dot sixteen to one oh as we're talking, and it's, you know, and it just works. It's pretty amazing. So that's a big that bit of progress heart. from the from the old days when uh, that was a problem. There were a few bugs found, major, and, and I guess the experience that you got from that allowed you to uh, to fix those things. So that now it's pretty transparent. It it's a little long, which means hey, you know, who cares? But it's always scary for say the newbie when nothing is happening, especially if right. you're doing it via the web. So you know, one of the lines you can draw about ThinkUp is whether you've, you're doing this through SSH or not. If you're not, it's like you have this level of uh, uh, indirection. You're you're removed from it enough where you're going, wait a minute, what's happening? Should I? Re you can't leave the page, and if the browser crashes, if you're doing something else, you're in trouble. So there there is that little problem as well. Yeah, we've learned a lot about the database upgrader. Um, you know, we've put out. A ver I mean, this is how it works, right? You put out a version, and people try it, and then they have problems, and we try and figure out what the problems were, and then we try to, you know, re harden it up and, and and make it better. And we've we've gone through several iterations. Mark Wilkie actually has been working on the database upgrader, and now actually the the upgrader detects how big your tables are, and if they're bigger, if you have a table that's bigger than a certain size, I think it's like half a million rows on the web, it'll actually say like, wow, your database is pretty big, you know, maybe you should try the, the, the command line interface, which, you know, I hate I hate telling a regular user to go to the command line interface, but I mean, this is one of ThinkUp's challenges, right, is, if you, is that the database can grow very big if you add a lot of accounts uh, that have a lot of activity and you, you suddenly get, you know, a whole lot of data. So there's that kind of scalability issue, even on an individual level. So, you know, when, when people say, hey, why aren't you just hosting uh, ThinkUp so anybody can just sign up? It was like, well, because I don't want to, you know, we don't, we don't want to crawl all of Facebook and Twitter and Google Plus <laughs> for everybody, you know, that would just be, you know, scaling wise, it would, it would, it would be a lot, it would be a lot of work. So we still have, we still have work to do on the upgrader. We want to make it easier, even going further, we want to harden up. And, and, you know, the best thing that people can do is if they have problems, report those problems, describe exactly what happened. And, um, and then we, you know, we, we try to route around it. But as you noted, Randy, on the mailing list, it detects whether or not the crawler is running. Um, it'll detect how big your database is and recommends, you know, kind of a better way to do it. And, um, and now, and, and I believe we have the auto recovery stuff down. I mean, the main issue is like, we, we have automated tests that do the upgrades for a, a, a small test database. And that, that works great, right? But in a real world scenario, things fail. You know, the MySQL server times out, the, the files corrupt, you know, something bad happens on the way and then so the auto recovery has to you know the recovery mechanism has to figure out what went wrong when did it stop when to restart and I think we've made a lot of progress there but as always there's a long way to go as well I think we can be categoric in saying one thing though that if people do a, a, a dump of the database if they do a um, <laughs> the word fails me uh, backup of the, of the MySQL database uh, they can always recover how that plays out for the newbie, I'm not sure, but um, right. that, all of your stuff, as it were, <laughs> is in MySQL database. So if you've got a dump of it 
you're okay no matter what happens because the code can just be reinstalled indefinitely. That's not a problem. The problem is all in the data. Anything that of value is in that database. Exactly. Exactly. So, so this is talk about things that, that make you feel embarrassed about the 1.0 release. You know, the fact that you have to be a sort of mini database admin, this isn't ideal for, for regular people, right? So this is definitely an area where we can, we can improve. And the, the uh, database backup offered on, this, on, on your page, on your ThinkUp install, is, I think you said once, because I never used it, it's, you click on it and it downloads a file to your local box of... Uh, is that what it is? It's a database dump that goes to your local computer that you're using, correct? Exactly. Yeah, it generates a zip file that you can download uh, to your, to, you know, through your browser. It'll, it'll push the download, and it's just a zip file. Of, it, it does, you know, for MySQL folks, it just does a select star and out file. It's just a plain text flat te- text file of each table, and it comes down as a zip file. And then we have a, a mechanism inside ThinkUp that you can import that uh, that backup. So that was that was one you know sort of easy solution that we wanted to implement for people who didn't know how to do a MySQL dump or mm-hmm. didn't you know want to get involved with PHP my admin. Yeah, I know one, how to do it, but it was so much easier that it was really handy. It was great. The uh, the only caveat there, uh, and I saw someone on Twitter I responded to yesterday that was having having this issue, is that you have to be running the same version of uh, of ThinkUp as the uh, the dump if you want to be able to uh, to import it back in. Ah, we, yeah, good point. That's right, good because point. the structure, the database structure can change. Exactly. So you have to, to be clear about that, when you make a dump of, say, 1515, you would need to have a, an instance of 15 installed, bring that back up, and then try the uh, update again, which is <laughs> a little bit more daunting for the beginner, but at least exactly. you do have the data anyway. Yes. Yep. Can we pause here and just see, because there actually are a record number of people on this call, and uh, I don't know if they're all on IRC. I've asked on IRC for if questions, but if anyone who would like to speak, um, I, Trevor, I know, is not available, uh, but any of you others who would like to speak, let's uh, let's hear from you now. If you have any questions or comments, it would be a great time. I don't have the cricket sound anymore, but let's wait and see. Chirp, chirp. <laughs> okay, I'll take that as a no. <laughs> Uh, and Everyone's so shy. Always so shy. Well, you know what? I'm seeing. I see a lot of the names here too. Um, there's actually there's a console. I don't know if I, I should uh, write everybody that takes part regularly to make sure that they see that. But I don't recognize all the names. So anyone else? One more time for anyone who would like to. Un- well, you're you're actually unmuted too. So all you have to do is grab your headset. And yeah, everybody's in an office. True that this time of day most people are working or doing something and they cannot speak. Thought I'd give you the opportunity. Hey guys, yeah, hey, it's uh, Sutherland. Um, I've submitted a few patches, but uh, I wanted to mention something I've been working on with the ThinkUp API. Um, Great. It's uh, awesome. if you if you go to uh, SutherlandBoswell.com/timeline, uh, you'll see it there. It's um, sorry, I'm kind of freaking out right now. I just almost went through a tornado, <laughs> but uh, yikes. Yeah, it was like hide my computer in the vault because it's getting bad outside. But uh, but yeah, if you go to sublimboswell.com slash timeline, you'll see it there. It's uh, It uses Twitter Bootstrap, which is a CSS framework, and uh, it uses Embedly to grab media and uh, just trying to do something that kind of copies Facebook timeline because I don't have Facebook. <laughs> It is it is so amazing. So you'd sent this to the ThinkUp account, not to reveal a super secret, but I can I I have logged into that account on Twitter, and um, you'd you'd sent us the link to it, and you know it it, it instantly 
we were just over the moon excited because it's, I mean, this is beautiful and it really shows off exactly what the API can do, but it's also the kind of where people have never heard of ThinkUp, don't understand the value of owning all their data, any of that stuff, can look at this incredible timeline you've made and just get it. They'll just instantly get it and say, this is beautiful. This is something that nobody else can do. You know, Facebook can do it for Facebook, obviously, but not for, you know, all these other networks. I, it's just so exciting, so inspiring. I, I Even in my post about why I'm so excited about ThinkUp, um, it would be coming to 1.0. I actually snuck in a little uh, screenshot of it, a little thumbnail of what you were doing with the timeline. I didn't um, want to spill the beans, but it was just, it's the coolest thing. It's so inspiring. I can't say enough good things about it. Yeah, I uh, plan on, um, it's really easy. There's one file, I think, that you could, um, anyone could put it on their server and uh, run it for their own install. You just have to change, like, uh, your installation directory and your username, and uh, it'll it'll pretty much work for anyone. But uh, yeah, even if oh, there's man. a let way, me, let me beta test. I'm so I'm so excited. Yeah, and yeah I, is, I don't know. A, go ahead, tell I'm sorry. I don't know if there's uh like I'm not great with backend stuff, so um I don't know if if anyone wants to get in contact with me, they can. Uh, because I'd like to work with somebody to uh, there are a couple things like with the a- API. That like I just I I feel like I wish I had more power to use it you know like some way instead of having to use Embedly to get all the media like um there's I know part of the API has uh tweet in it, entities but uh it right now it doesn't have like the photos or anything like that included but uh so if, I think is it uh Sam I bet Andy, Andy could help with that. Yeah, just anyone. Uh, I think there's if you click about, there's a link to my main site and just get in touch with me because I'd like to, you know, work with someone that is interested in, you know, making the API better. So yeah, let me. Uh, I'm gonna. I'll email you after the call. You, All right. This uh, this is such a great. Um, I mean, this is really awesome mashup. It looks so good. I mean, especially when the when the photos and the videos come in line, it just looks so nice. And and being able to to go back historically and look at your uh, look at your your old work is just this is beautiful. So really really yeah, nice work. Every, everybody should go check it out. Yeah, this is really amazing. So I'm really happy that uh, you're not being swept away by the tornado right now. Is everything is everything okay? Yeah, yeah everything's calmed down. But for a second, it was like. I was like, oh, no, I don't want to lose my computer. So I just pulled everything out the back of it and put it in my vault. But <laughs> I like you have a vault. That's impressive. Um, I'm in Alabama. Oh, my gosh. Well, stay safe. Wow. Stay safe. Yeah, you need I to will. because you make amazing plugins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean this is this is so great. You know, I, Facebook Timeline I think is just such a compelling product, and and I and I just don't use Facebook that much. I just don't have a lot of data in it, and I'm just not willing to put my data in it. And so I've been sort of dreaming about this. I was thinking, you know, oh, maybe over the holiday break, you know, I'll put together some sort of Think Up Timeline where kind of you can show everything in one place. And you read my mind. This is this is incredible. Yeah. Well, I think it might have been just more that read one of your tweets or something that had that idea. <laughs> Awesome. Well, awesome. I'm glad. I'm really happy to hear that. Yeah, this is this is fantastic. And we will make the API do what you need it to do, Southern, seriously, because this is this is definitely worthwhile. And it's the time of year when people are going to be doing their sort of year in review. I mean, I think there are websites selling, you know, uh, coffee mugs with a word cloud of your tweets right now uh, from the past year. I think I saw something goofy like that. And, uh, you know, they have 
snowman ornaments whose like the heads get bigger depending on how many followers that you are. I mean, I, I, that you have like it's, it's sort of a natural thing to want to kind of look back at your year. And so many of us spend our time on on these networks to see this kind of timeline presentation is just super compelling. And I love the I just I love how you embedded the the media here. Like the the, the YouTube video looks amazing. This photo is huge. So you're using Embedly um, based on like the link from the tweet in the, yeah, in the API. I, yeah, I, I've, uh, that's kind of the last thing I added. It's kind of rushed in right now, but uh, I, I tried to, like, um, I've never used O-Embed before, so I tried, you know, looking into it, see if I could do something for myself, but Embedly turned out to be the easiest thing, so uh, I, that's just what I'm using right now, and it has a limit, uh, I think, up to, like, 10,000 URLs a month, but Hopefully, I can figure out something that would work unlimited. And it, it also, uh, but it made it easy. I tried doing, I got Ombed working for YouTube and Vimeo, but then like TwitPic and other stuff, I didn't, couldn't find any endpoints or anything to work with that. Right. Yeah, I think I, I, what, what we do for the thumbnails for TwitPic and, and YFrog and a few of those other places, is, I, it's not really an API. They just say like, hey, grab this part of the file name and then add this you know, yeah. file extension or whatever. Um, at some point, we had on the issue list, it might still be on the issue list, uh, supporting embeddable media. So it, it might be worth it to kind of create a ThinkUp plugin that grabs this embed information on the crawls so that it's in the database so that, so that this kind of plugin doesn't have to do those live calls to the API that it'll just be, you know, that the, that the API call will be, will be to think up and we'll have the embed code uh, available so that, that that's not an issue. That's something that we could, de we could definitely talk about. But yeah, this is exactly the kind of thing that we want think up to enable. You've got this giant data store of, of your conversations and what are different ways that you can present it. And, and I especially love that this is using the API because it's completely separate from the think up, you know, web app and no matter how that changes. And, and but this is still, this will still work. Oh, I just saw the date switcher. Very cool. Very cool. So I apologize, Daniel. I have to actually jump off, but I am so excited by this plugin. By everything around 1.0. So I just, I'm glad to finally get a chance to be on the call. Nice to hear you, Anil. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. Thanks, Anil. Okay, we're trying to address uh, questions. If anybody has any or comments, always welcome. Still quite a few people on the call. Otherwise, we're winding down slowly into the workday over there. Me, I personally, I'll be. Winding down further than the work day, mine is over. That's going to be wine for you and relaxing, Randy. Well, the wine started. <laughs> <laughs> that already started. <laughs> uh, I shouldn't say that. But uh, yeah, the relaxing, yeah, the relaxing it started. This is, this is fun. I love this. I think it's great. You made a contact. Uh, a contact was made between uh, two different people and parties, and this is going to be great. By the way, I wanted to ask, since uh, no one is chiming in with questions, uh, anybody at Web, the Web, uh, whatever it's called, Web 2010 or 2011, what is he calling it now? What used to be the Web, uh, web 3, 2011, 2012? I wish. You wish? I do, I wish. Is this Loic's, uh, uh Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a little surprised, but then... Not really sure that you'd have anything necessarily to gain other than the obvious, which is to be in Paris. Right. Well, exactly. Paris and well, Leo is coming over. Get him. Get him to bring you with him. Yeah, that's what I should do. <laughs> <laughs> Special assignment for Twig. <laughs> well, you know, it's Gene. Actually, it's funny that that coming over. You there are many hats wearing. Surprised um, that somebody didn't work that out, but it would have been nice to have think of happening. And as well. Uh, I might make the 400-kilometer trek up there 
in that case. But anyway, no one's coming up. No. Okay. Hey, hello. Hello. Hey, I'm Katz from the UK, and uh, mm. I've got mm. a, a newbie question for you. Sure. Um, I kind of looked at, um, I think up a few months ago, uh, there was a, a mobile project that I got involved in. Um, specifically, we were creating a client for um, the public sector uh, organization here in the UK. So they were going to be creating a whole bunch of data that's going to go out onto Twitter. And uh, we thought about, well, we looked at using ThinkUp as a way of kind of storing and archiving all of that information. Plus, they've got other sources uh, Facebook and such like. Um, but a question I have with setting it up, I didn't actually get it up and running because we got too involved with the mobile project itself. Um, is it possible to archive historical data from Twitter or other sources, or does it kind of like just start collating the data from the moment you install it on the server and then just keep processing from that point? Is there a way of going back into the past and putting, That's putting great- all of that? Database. That's a great. That's a great question, and I think the limit is from Twitter and not from ThinkUp. Gina, you want to handle that? Yeah, that's a great question. So ThinkUp goes back as far historically as the services API allows. So in Twitter's case, it's it goes back three uh, 3,200 tweets. The API only goes back as far as 3,200 tweets. So if you've if you've tweeted more than 3,200 times, it won't be able to capture uh, the ones beyond that. For Facebook, it pages back, I believe, to the beginning. I don't believe that Facebook limits how far it goes back, but but ThinkUp will indeed page back. And Google Plus, uh, I believe, oh, that's a pretty new plugin. I'm pretty sure that goes back. But the goal, the goal with ThinkUp is to is to crawl back and get as many historical tweets as possible. But because of because of Twitter's limits, um, mentions as well, you can only go back so many. So you know, it might get your earliest tweets if you've tweeted less than 3,200 times. It might get your earliest tweet, it may not get your earliest mentions and replies. But ThinkUp basically does as much as it can to be as comprehensive as it can be given the, the, the services API. So the question then arises, like maybe there could be some sort of plugin that could be created to specifically talk to um, the Twitter API. I mean, I don't know if there's a way of um, it, if you knew certain IDs, could you go back? I mean, this is maybe just a Twitter API related question. Um, um, even though the search only goes back to 3200, 3, would it be possible to find IDs from earlier tweets? Maybe if we speak to someone from Twitter, that might be possible to write something that can pull out older data and then maybe inject it into the MySQL database. So is that, do you think that might be possible or... Absolutely, absolutely. If you know the tweet IDs, you can request them one by one from the Twitter API. So, so just because you can't go below 3,200 doesn't mean that the tweets aren't there. If you know the IDs, then you're, you're in fine shape. And in fact, I had someone say, "Hey, I've been making a backup of my tweets, like just through the XML. I've been saving the XML files from the API ever since I went over 3,200 tweets. Now, can can think up, you know, import those somehow? Um, so, taking a list of IDs or, or or parsing out those IDs from the XML and then and then requesting those tweets one by one from ThinkUp, that would be, technically, that would be very, that would be trivial. That that would absolutely be possible. And that's something we might want to look at doing, for sure. Okay, great. Well, I've downloaded the 1.0, and uh, I look forward to getting it installed on my laptop and seeing how that runs for me. But, you know, thanks, thanks for the, I just saw your Google Plus um, mention about the uh, this podcast I dialed in through Skype, and first time I've caught one of, one of your uh, 
podcasts. So yeah, good. Great. I'm so so great glad project. you did. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank great you. Fun. Yeah, do let us know how the installation goes for you. Sure, will do. Thank you. Great. Thanks. That's that's really great. Um, as a matter of fact, there's a short link to the mailing list that I never remember, but if Andy's on, he remembers it because he created it. Yes, and I forget it every single time. It's uh, <laughs> uh makes me feel oh, better. Oh my gosh, what is it? I think. Uh, I don't remember now. Well, you can go to Google Groups. I mean, I, it's probably findable, uh, but it's yeah. Thinkupapp.com. If the perfect, yeah, that's a good point, Gina. Thinkupapp.com will give you everything you ever wanted to know and more about the whole thing. But it's funny. That's a perfect example of something. You know, once you know it, you never need it again because you're already subscribed and everything. So easy to forget. Okay. I, uh, anyone I, else have any questions? That was that was great. That because uh, I learned something. I did not know that if you had the ID, you could get it. That's an interesting point that I totally was not aware of. I mean, I don't know how many people are are uh, know enough to be backing up, you know, saving their IDs. Uh, but there might be other services that are, have been caching IDs, or you might be able to get your IDs, some you know, retweet IDs, your earlier stuff mm-hmm. somehow. So and that that wouldn't be too difficult. I just wanted to do a quick kind of rundown of, of the of the launch yesterday. It went really sure. well. We got we we got uh, coverage at Read Write Web, and I think Maximum PC posted an article this morning. Uh, Lifehacker republished my. I, I did a post on my site, smarterware.org, and then Lifehacker republished it. Lifehacker has a you know tremendous audience, so uh, so that was that was a big win. Uh, we've got a huge influ- influx of new users. We've I got over 400 people who, like I said, or actually it's up to hmm, like 450 now. Who have upgraded or installed 1.0, which is which is excellent. Uh, you probably can see there's an influx of tech support questions on the mailing list. But as soon as we hang up this call, I'm going to try and catch up right. on some of those. Uh, but I really couldn't couldn't be more pleased about uh, about how the how the launch went, and I think that we're really going to see sort of a new a new set of users now that. Now that people are sort of getting more of an idea of what what ThinkUp is, I mean, I, I did a walkthrough just with a bunch of screenshots on my blog yesterday and said, "Hey, this is the thing I've been working on for the past two years," and I got a ton of people that was just like, "Oh my gosh, this is this is incredible! I had no idea." And uh, I mean, I, I'd like to say that that was all part of the evil plan uh, was just to kind of, you know, kind of keep it quiet until I unveil. But, you know, you, you get into this tunnel vision of like you're using this thing, you're working on it every day and you kind of forget. It's like the community has accomplished so much. There's so many great features. And I, it gave me such pleasure to write up that post and take those screenshots because I was like, oh, yeah, this is, you know, this is our Google Summer of Code student made this. And, and this is our other Google Summer of Code student. And, oh, yeah, this is when, you know, Christian put this together. And, oh, right, this is when Andy tweaked these, these charts. He did such a good job with this. And, all right, this is when Mark made the plugins. Like, it was sort of a, a journey through, uh, you know, working with all, all the fantastic developers and contributors we have we've had over the past two years. So that was really, really cool for me. Um, so I'm 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 pretty pretty thrilled about where we're at, and now it's just kind of getting the word out and uh, and fixing stuff and looking toward 1.1. Very cool, Gina. Thanks, as always, for uh, taking part in this thing. It wouldn't be the same without you. Let's just make sure that Andy doesn't have anything that we didn't cover or anyone else who um, wants to mention any subjects that were not covered. Any any problems there? I think I'm good, but I just want to say it's just such a an amazing thing to, to be part of this uh, part of this community and see you know all of the all of the developments and all the contributions that uh, that everybody's made i mean it's the first time that i've really uh, been deeply involved in an open source project and it's been an amazing experience i think it's a unique community it really is okay well thanks everybody uh put this on your calendar for the second wednesday of december that'll be the big anniversary edition of uh, think up talk until then right. i think we'll yeah, next, it's exciting. Next month you know? is one year, one year of podcasts. I, one year. We'll exchange rings. I can't believe rings. that. Incredible.
<laughs> I know. It's been it, wild, time does go by quickly. Do you remember in December of uh, 2010 what the version was, by the way, without looking it up? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know off the top. I think I think we're in beta. I think we're past alpha at that point, but I, I don't yep, know off the I top. Do. I'll, I'll have to look I that up. I think so too. Maybe uh maybe next month when we do the episode we'll do a we'll do a remembrance and screenshots. <laughs> we'll do we're gonna do a flash. We'll, <laughs> we'll do a flashback. And we'll do a we'll we'll roast Gina too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we do it once a month, and today was the day. Think up talk. Everything you'll ever want to know about ThinkUp is available at thinkupapp.com. You can often find live help on the IRC channel ThinkUp on freenode.net. See you next month.